0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Happy Mind Wednesday. Oh, so I know we've taken a little break. It's been a lot going on. I released my book. And thank you, everybody, for coming out to the launch party. Um, anybody who's bought a book, who's uh, sent me well wishes or said congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So we were invited to the Finger Lakes a few weeks ago to speak on a panel titled A Seat at the Table. The moderator was Etanoso. She's a psalm out of Philly. The panelists were myself, Glennis, and a farmer named Carlos Aguilera and some of the questions were geared around how we're treated in this industry a question that etsy posed was you know what do you want to tell winemakers who want to promote diversity and want a more diverse audience customer base glennis and i gave very candid answers and you could feel the shock in the audience when we gave some specific comments but one of my comments was black people we aren't safe everywhere So how do you wanna make us feel when we walk through your doors? A lot of your wineries are off the beaten path on windy roads, dark streets, all of these things. And we're already uncomfortable like, and when we walk in, it's like, whew, we made it. All right, we're here. How do you wanna make us feel when we walk through your door? When I worked at Black Ankle, and I worked in the tasting room, there was a level of relief A look of relief when someone black walked through the door you could see the relief on their faces because they were probably thinking oh gosh one of us thank goodness at least I'll be seen so that was my take um dropped a bomb on all of them at closing remarks and um she's going to tell us all about that Leslie was also on a panel The next day called Terroir in the Age of the Internet, just how the internet has um, impacted the industry, especially during COVID. And the moderator was Maya Johnson Dunn. And hopefully she can be on the podcast soon. But here is our entire recap of the Finger Lakes excursion. Cheers. I don't really have a script. I just wanted us to do a little recap of the Finger Lakes while it was still semi fresh in our brains. So um,
2: I, I listened to the podcast that yes. talked about us. Mm-hmm. It was a and podcast I, about it, us. All due respect to those gentlemen, I apologize because I don't recall the name of the podcast. I think
1: it's called Disgorged. Disgourged. Dis- Dis-
2: Dis- 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 Gour- okay, Disgorged. Dis- Dis- yeah. yeah. So they had
0: a podcast talking about
2: us. Yeah, So if you it, recall, Glennis, this was the panel.
0: That I know the was... Panel okay. That you saw the cursing, and we were like, if that was us, they would have been like, hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. So I
2: later. So our good friend, let's shout out Wine Casual. Right. Wine Casual sent us an email shortly after right. our finger Lakes excursion. I remember and he that. Said, hey. They are talking about their um, experience at uh, the conference, the Riesling Finger Lakes um, excursion. And um, they talk about the Swirl Suite panel. And just for those who did not have the pleasure to attend, uh, the Swirl Suite was invited to participate in two panels. One was a seat at the table And then the second one was about social media and the internet and its influence on why. So um, during the seat at the panel, and I'm going to hand the mic over to Vino Noir because it was her comments was the mic drop. (laughs) Um, Vino Noir had made some very accurate and uh bone chilling because sometimes the truth hurts statements about our experience up until that point at the
0: conference so glenn i was just trying to close out the final we were asked for final comments and this light bulb went off Since we were talking about a seat at the table and to be conscious of how you react around people of color, let's take this conference, for example. And I said, we were on the first night, we were sitting down waiting to have our uh, reception, the, the dinner. And we were sitting at that end of that table all by ourselves for a long while. And I'm going to give another shout out to our good friend Chris from Lakewood Vineyards in the Finger Lakes, the owner. He came over and said, hey, can I sit down with you all and set a bottle in front of us? He was the only winemaker to do that. There was another winemaker, and I'm going to be nice, like my friend's. Was kicking me and pinching me. Don't say their name because I do remember the winery and the person. Now it's forever in my brain. Walked past us, didn't even pour any of his wines or that vineyard's wine the whole time. Period. After Chris sat down, there were other winemakers that joined and had general conversation and other people followed. So that was a perfect example of what happens of the marginalization of people of color at some of these events, not just that one, but it could happen, it has happened at other events. But again, I wanna give another shout out and I will keep on giving Lakewood Vineyards a shout out for acknowledging us and just sitting down, trying to get to know us, and then inviting us to his winery for a personal um, tour and full tasting of all his wines. Does that sum it up, my fellow co host Yes,
2: it does. So, so as you can imagine, that there was a lot of talk, um, <laughs> an audible gasp. <laughs> When uh, when she when she had mentioned that at this very progressive conference, because I would say it was progressive, that yeah, that uh, people there were not as inviting to us, maybe because they didn't know us, even though we were fifty percent of the minority population at the conference. Um, And and we were isolated in the beginning. So so during uh, this other podcast, uh, they had a panel on the same day and um, they used a lot of colorful language to explain why you should not solely consider terroir in assessing wine and where it came from. They dissed D.C., yeah. So sure. we were done with that. Um <laughs> and and so, so and there were a lot of people who were were not pleased with their statements and objected to their statements, right? <clears throat> Especially in the after events where there was a, a discussion about this. So during their podcast, they made a statement that they were surprised that more people reacted to their actuar than to Glynis' statement about how we were treated.
3: What was really like uh, frustrating for me was that at the very first seminar of the day, there were two lovely women from the Swirl Sweet podcast um, who regaled their encounter for the night previous, which was about, um, the, we had a lakeside dinner, um, and they were sat along one of the ends of one of the tables that was closest to the wines, mm-hmm. and um, up until a white winemaker decided to sit down and pour them some wine, that was the first instance that anyone had approached them about getting any other tastes in the seminar, knowing full well and and absolutely realizing that that someone had passed them three times um, and not given them any wine, despite empty wine glasses. And then up until that person sat down with them, all of a sudden seven other people decided that they would also give them wine um, just as a, either as a sign of like, you're in, in the in crowd, or like we should, we should be paying attention to you because. Um, and the fact that people got more upset that we yeah. said, Terroir sucks. Mm-hmm. Then, <laughs> then someone yeah. being, we should fix that whole thing where we were horrible Races, to black women. Yeah, in. yeah. Um, no like doubt. that. That's a big disconnect. That's a really big disconnect for yeah, me. The, they also are really mad at me, though, too. The the, the swirl sweet ladies were mad because I said DC sucked, oh, and sure. I I could not get out of that one. I tried to have a conversation. They're like, that's that's a wrong opinion. I'm like.
0: Okay.
2: Well, I don't like you, see,
3: I'm sorry, but they were wonderful, um, and everyone should be mad at me all the
2: time. So you know, I thought, I, thought it was, I was like, this is a very interesting perspective because if you know, people went up to them and said, "I can't believe you said that." Da 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 da. And nobody went up to them and said, "That was a shame how we treated them." Three little black girls that came to <laughs> the conference. <laughs> That's a huge statement. Like, that is a huge statement. And I can understand them saying, there are bigger injustices in this world than us saying, forget the terroir. There's, you know, (laughs) that is not a criminal act. And I'm using that in air quotes. So please, if anybody (laughs) is going to write into Sarita, it was an air quotes type of thing. I think that's I think that's very telling of where we are, where people feel more comfortable in saying in their outrage about how you assess wine than how you assess current circumstances of subtle um, subtle racism. Well, I or mean discrimination that, that would, or not that would,
1: having a seat at the table. That would mean that they would have to be uncomfortable and look at themselves when a lot of times they don't even realize that it's them like, oh, well, I don't do that. They're not talking about me.
0: Did any one of those guys speak to you before our panels? I'm chewing popcorn like that little deer on that (laughs) knee. That silence
2: says it all.
1: No, um,
2: the guy that did say that this
1: DC, it was just one of them that this DC, um, he did come up to me after and introduce himself. And I said, Oh, you're the guy that doesn't like DC. Ah, he was like, Oh, I'm just failing today. I just, everybody hates me today. It's, it's fine. It's okay. Uh, it's not that I don't like DC. I was like, no need to clean it up now. No need. You've already said it on your podcast for the world to hear. So it's fine.
0: And what's profound, he walked up to the vine me up, all things D- 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 yes. and you. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> but I do
1: want to, I want to talk about the responses that I got from white women at this conference. Let me yeah, tell you something. Do not compare your existence in this world to mine. Don't say we got to get these white men out of here like you can't include yourselves. Don't do that. I got a lot of that. Like, oh, you know, it's just, it's crazy how this white men are. No, no. It's crazy how all of you are. It's not just, it's not just men. And a lot of times it sneaks up on us because y'all act like friends, you know? Yep. So please don't do that. The next time you're in the you're in this situation and you're responding to something racist that happens, do not compare your experience to ours. It's never going to be the same.
0: Nope. And that's a mic drop, <laughs> but you know what? And I'm not defending them. The poor things. I don't think they know what, what to say instead of just owning up and being forthright, right and honest. Yeah. Let's figure out, oh, I could spin this and use the man thing to get the conversation started. That's just like being at work. You know, some of your co-workers, they can't say nothing to you, but, oh, you changed your hair. I don't give a shit about your hair. Why are you talking about mine? Can we have a meaningful conversation about whatever the topic is? Don't Mm -hmm. use those little, here we go, air quotes again, those little idiosyncrasies to get a conversation started. (laughs) It was interesting yeah. there it were
1: was, um, there were a few that said that simply said we got to do better I'm sorry,
0: yes, I'm, sorry. Exactly. I,
1: I'm, a, I'm you know I'm, I'm, I'm shocked mind. and I shouldn't be about how the world treats you guys and I don't understand it and I'm sorry so I did yep. get some of those
2: but and I think that's I think that's I that think that's is a, right a fair sure statement is you know you don't know what to say? Right, And that's fine. Just to say, I'm sorry that you were treated that way.
0: That's it. That's that re- is fine. J- just don't go down the rabbit hole with coming up with other stuff that just is going to move. <laughs> just, yeah, Just, yeah, I understand. Or, or, I think I understand. Mm-hmm. And I, I apologize. You know, that's fine. So, um, what else did all this <laughs> <judges>? <laughs> But
2: I, I do have to say, um, I I enjoyed the conference. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed the conference. I learned so much about Riesling, that it is not a one note grape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there. and yeah, the I different agree. expressions of Riesling and mm-hmm. um, geographically, which I should not be surprised or what have you. But it, it is. It was definitely educational. And if anybody who is thinking about, because this is an annual conference that they have in the mm-hmm. Finger Lakes. One, go to the Finger Lakes if you've never been to upstate New York. Beautiful. Is a beautiful area and they have hundreds of um, wow. vineyards to go to while you're yes. there. So, yes. and, it, and it is not limited to Riesling also. Like, so if you were, if you're like, I don't do Riesling, I don't mm-hmm. do that sweet stuff or what have you, trust me. There you're, missing
0: are,
2: you're missing an opportunity. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> are missing an opportunity. And, um, there weren't just domestic stuff. There it was a yes. whole lot of international, um, expressions of Riesling and winemakers. And I, I do have to say that the conference organizers, yeah. um, the topics were very timely, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and you're not just sitting there listening to how somebody grew a vine. Yeah. So
1: I, they was, did get really wine nerdy, you know, with some of the seminars and it was tough mm-hmm. because right after me and Glennis's panel, they went wine nerdy and everybody had already checked out. You could see their minds <laughs> just wandering like, I, "I, there's no coming back
0: after this. Like, <laughs> They were drinking and not tasting at that point. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Leslie, can you give a recap of your panel and um,
2: maybe a, a question or two or some of the things that you said? Um, yeah, I'm going to try to remember. Um, So we talked about basically how do winemakers reach people in social media? Um, just because, you know, they're pulled in so many different ways and this is social media as it's, it's important. They don't know how to, meet people where they are so we talked a lot about what people did during the pandemic to keep their audiences engaged we talked about definitely the swirl suite and how the swirl suite um, reaches people and not just on the wine level but on a lifestyle level on a a personal level and that it touches the audience out there that is uh, not always attended to by mainstream wine people um, and that, you know, basically how we came together, and we were just coming together because we had things in common, and we wanted to talk about wine, and we realized that later on, it it branched out into different, different significant areas. So that's what basically what we had talked about, and how there is definitely an untapped audience, um, Black American wine drinkers latin wine drinkers that isn't reached by mainstream media and that they should pay some more attention to that
0: and <laughs> also on your panel which was interesting it talked about obscure grapes um and the young lady who did the cab front yes about yes Franc. yeah um, it was
1: really interesting
0: That was yeah that was her, and her perspective on how she just honed in on that one variety and um, how it can be overlooked, and um, how she makes sure um, that it stays in the mainstream, and what and her ways of getting information out about Catron. Mm-hmm. That was the only other thing at, with your panel that I remember. Oh,
2: we, oh yes, 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 and we can't forget about Shitty Wine Means.
0: Yes, <laughs> Shitty Wine, memes. Was shitty wine Means. What's funny because Shitty Means great.
2: Please Excellent. check out her Instagram site. It yeah. is hilarious, and she just takes everyday memes and about wine and turns yeah. it around. But her whole point was yeah. is that wine can be fun. It doesn't have to be so uppity and obscure, yeah. and um, and that it should be approachable for everyone. And there's humor in everything that you do. And she has these great pins. We all got a one of her pins and multiple yeah. pins. To wear, but yeah, shitty wine means is the bomb, and she's yeah. from Miami. And yes.
1: another shout out to our other sister on your panel, um, Maya Johnson Dunn. She yes, a great job um, oh, guiding you yeah. guys through the questions. And I want to shout her out because she just wrote an article about Wagner Vineyards. Oh, yeah. It, the title is Disrupting the Wine Industry with Care. Pretty much, wa- uh, Wagner. They realized that they wanted to take it a step above Mm -hmm. creating a diverse, not only like environment for their, the people who work there, but for the customers. So they have a code of conduct for the visitors that come to that winery. So he went to a conference. He did some research. It's a really good article. We got to have Maya on the show to tell us, you know, a lot more about that or a Wagner for that, for that matter. But it, that's really cool.
2: That's what you do. You know, exactly. in response.
0: Oh, oh and man.
2: oh, let's not forget Bill because Bill invited yes. us. Yes, Bill is our DC buddy. Yes, and yes. Um, Sarita, I, I'm so sorry, I cannot remember Bill's restaurant in DC. Tail of goat. Yeah, tail of goat.
0: I can remember the um the goat.
2: Yeah, the goat. <laughs>
0: the shirt. I the name. And he
1: invited us. Did he get back to us on a date? No, that's Did what I was going to
0: ask you. Yeah. Work. What, what's going on
1: with
0: the dates? Mm-hmm. We have to...
2: Yeah, and cool. then, you know what? On your panel, there was this gentleman, there's a lot of, in addition to vineyards in the Finger Lakes, there are a lot of um, farmers and vegetable and fruit producers in that area produces a lot of items. And there was a Latin gentleman who talked about the conditions of of workers there. Yeah. And basically... Um, the pay and equity, which we, you know, often forget about, mm-hmm. about um, on the farms and that, you know, and, um, and how we disseminate information. And I think, Glynis, you brought up a great point when you're talking about pesticides and making sure that the information that they're providing to their workers is in um, a format just- that they can understand.
0: Yeah, it's an environmental justice issue um, that is really covered under our EJ uh, outreach efforts. When you are talk, when you are talking about different populations, how are they receiving tech sheets and things of that nature? You know, it can't be business as usual. It can't be in English all the time, and it can't be at such a high level of scientific and technical writing that the lay person, I'm just going to use a better word term, picks it up and like, I don't understand these organic compounds as written, you know, just say what the dangers are. So it, it it's an, it, yeah. Yeah. and he our the guy that was on our panel was really really good he was nervous and it was like well you did great you got your message across I think everybody really took it to heart so I think it, it went really well I'm sorry that I dropped the bomb and stuff <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what they needed it they needed to wake up
0: it seems well our moderator kept saying be real right she did Maybe say I- that she kept saying, be real, don't hold back. And I was like, boy, we are holding you back. I got to figure out what. I got to say, let me help her out here. Okay, we got you. I got you. I got, you. got you. But it was fun.
2: You know, since we, we haven't done all our shout outs, we need to uh, shout out uh, Maxwell. Oh
0: yeah, Maxwell. Maxwell because they, did a, yep. they
2: did a pop up there, um, Maxwell Park from DC was up there and they had partnered with German wines. And so they did a nightly pop-up up there.
0: Yeah. And shout out to our boy, Steven Schmitz, senior director from Binder. That was our, our, our new friend. We got to get him on, got to yeah. get
1: him on. Get, yeah, we met a lot of great people. <laughs>
0: Yes, indeed, he hooked us up. So, and he's interested. He really wants to be on the show too. So that was going to be a fun. We might need to make that an after dark.
1: One. Yeah, that might be an <laughs> after dark one. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you guys go back to this conference? Would you go back if you weren't a panelist?
0: They offered a lot. I guess I, I got yeah. really. I didn't really pay attention to um, the whole registration process. I know it was broken out into different pieces and Mm -hmm. price points or whatever and never really total the whole thing and what I want all access Mm you know
2: yeah yeah I thought it was interesting because we were there primarily for the professional panels right Mm -hmm. but starting that Thursday or Friday they had, I don't want to call it amateurs, but they had like open. so For the
1: for the public, for, yeah.
2: For the public, right. So if you weren't in the wine industry and you just, you know, you were just going to make this destination, mm-hmm. um, they had activities there. So if you, if you're like, I don't want to hear about grapes growing or what have you. I just want to drink some good wine. They had different panels and tours for that, those days. And we had, we had good old Cornell chicken, which- when they first said we were having Cornell chicken, I thought it was like pumped with hormones or what have you. <laughs> but, but it was a it's like a Peruvian chicken to me. It tastes like Peruvian chicken. It and was that really chicken good. was so good. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. He did it, and he um grilled it all by himself. Yeah. With that yeah. huge grill. I don't even I gotta check to see if I got a picture of the grill. I was like, oh my gosh. And it was good. It was really good.
2: It was it was definitely good. It it seems like that area is an eclectic mix of different winemakers. A lot of young mm-hmm. winemakers. They were
1: young, yeah. Seem
2: to um to migrate, yeah. to that area to to learn how to make wine to work different harvests, yeah, in that area.
1: And then with Cornell so close, mm-hmm. um, I remember we met the other young lady who studied canned wine specifically.
0: Um, Working on a PhD. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they probably get a lot of students that become winemakers too. Oh yeah. would I go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I love the Finger Lakes and I liked, I liked Lake Geneva. It was, it was a cute little
0: town. Yeah. Exactly. So,
1: so I would definitely go back. Yeah.
0: And we were at the, so the audience understands the Finger Lakes is made up of one, two, three, four, four five, five or six lakes. And we were in Geneva and if you, you look at your hand, like, and I want to say like your middle finger right at the top is where Geneva sits. So it's very north in the Finger Lakes. And it's, to give you a reference, it's about 50 miles north of Corning, um, New York. And beautiful. <laughs> it's yeah, it's just, gorgeous. Just, just Beautiful. Sitting on the, you know, some of the way some of the houses in the vineyards are um, situated, the aspect of the vineyard. Yeah. Gorgeous, 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 the lake. So I would definitely go back. I would definitely. Yeah. And plus, we got to go back because we were invited back to sit with Chris <laughs> and his family on his porch and drink some more wine. There you go.
2: Yeah, we yeah. intended on our ride back. We had intended to stop at three places. Oh, did you guys stop at all? No, mm-hmm. we stopped at we stopped at Lakewood. Mm-hmm. And oh, what
0: did you get? Was from just, Lakewood
1: Stadium. What did you get from Lakewood?
0: A suitcase full of wine. You we sure lying. did. <laughs> we sure did,
2: and we we pretty we pretty much met the whole family. Yeah, oh. and we met the uncle. Man, his, uh, his was his, father, his father's brother or his uh, wife's brother his mother. father's brother who his father and him and his brother were the ones who really established the vineyard there so his his father's brother
0: yep learned a little bit about him the wife his daughters so yeah it was really he opened he's like y'all family and his wife said. I knew he 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 met some. He said he met some friends, and we walked up. And she was like, "Hey, she came over. And had to see who he must have been talking about." Because they said, "Oh, he said he met some friends, and that y'all would be coming." Because we at least we called before we came,
2: and that yeah, that's what happened. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man! So did you try? Because I think I only tried one of his wines. Did you try many? Were all of them pretty good? Oh,
0: they were pretty good. Yeah. They oh, okay. pretty good. We, oh. She's oh, you drinking, you're drinking it. one
2: today. What? It was, so what are you drinking? Is that a Riesling? No, so I, so you remember when I, oh, Serena, you weren't in the car when we were driving up, but I said, I wanted to find the ice wine uh. and I had not, which is so, you know, it's so funny because you have a certain um, perspective about regions, like they have all of these but when we were there, we did not have uh, a lot of ice wines to, mm-hmm. to try. And he, and I, and Glennus had mentioned, oh, Leslie's looking for an ice wine. And he had this one at Lakewood, and it's called Vin uh, Venom, which is Latin for um, ice wine, basically. and. Um, it's really, it's, it's actually really good. And because, you know, some ice wines are just too sweet. They're overly like sweet so. or what have you. It's like, so. this, yeah. And to the, yeah, to the some point where it actually um, tastes bitter in nature because it's too sweet, but he calls it iced wine because it's not traditional iced wine where it stays on the vine to the first frost they actually pick the grapes and then they freeze them. Mm. And then, yeah, and then they make the ice wine. But um, surprisingly, you still get a lot of acid off of this, off of um, this wine. You definitely can um, taste the acid, but it's not overwhelming. It's just like a nice, subtle addition to it. And of course they're made with Riesling
0: grapes. We bought, we bought um, two, I bought two bottles of their sparkling, their high end sparkling, I haven't opened them yet. So I'll let you know, but I did open the bubbly canoe, a bubbly, what was that? The one they, they put it in a can, but they have it in a bottle too. They do both. So I served that um, this weekend <clears throat> with some friends who were in from Milwaukee, and they love it. It's pretty, it's pretty decent. And then I also
2: got their three generation Riesling. Right. I got that. Which is a dry Riesling.
0: Yeah. That was delicious. Mm That
2: was
0: good. (laughs) That was very good.
1: Yay. So speaking of New York, I read that New York is going to require proof of vaccination for fitness centers, museums, and uh, this is New York city. So you're gonna have to, you know, I don't know if like maybe you can take a picture of your vaccination card, or you gotta laminate it and carry it around with you. But um, people are are getting back serious because they, I don't think anybody wants to close, right? They're just trying to figure out ways to uh, try to keep everybody safe. I guess.
0: I one thing I would not suggest you laminate your vaccination card because if you have to get a booster and they want to use the oh. card to put it on, then what you're yeah, going to do? True. So get the pouch. like you Oh, know, the
1: pouch. Okay.
0: Little pouches, because they have pouches to fit the size of the um, vaccination card, which I have. Okay. You can buy a, a three-pack on Amazon mm-hmm. and just put it in that pouch and you seal it so you can take it out, get it, if mm-hmm. you get a booster, they date it and sign, and you can put it back in.
2: Gotcha. No,
1: that's,
2: yeah. Yeah, I would, you know what? I make a copy of my vaccination card Mm -hmm. because I know me and I would up and lose it and be really upset. Yeah. So I make, I don't take the original with me. I take the copies of it, but the thing about it, and this is what I was very concerned about in the beginning is people who have chosen not to get vaccinated, that they have gotten sick. and the the virus has mutated. And now I feel like they have nullified my vaccination because people who are getting, um, some people who are now getting sick have been vaccinated and now they are getting sick. Now they aren't getting sick and dying, but still they have not, we have not stopped the spread. And part of the reason we haven't stopped the spread is because People did not get vaccinated, not because of health reasons or or those type of reasons, just because they don't believe in the science and that there's some voodoo
0: behind that. Yeah, um, it's just pure ignorance is what it is. I think, you know, I made, I posted something on Facebook. As you hear people, like, you don't know what's in it. I, you, know, you don't know what's in them chicken McNuggets in that... Um, That Coca-Cola, you are drinking either. You know, it's just a, and I know everybody has the right to make their own decisions on things, but the only thing that the folks who have gotten vaccinated have done, thank God, is slow down the progression of this disease, of this virus, excuse me. And um, like you said, Leslie, hey, what viruses and bacteria do, they mutate. And that's what's happening. So now you have this variant and the, the those of us who have gotten the vaccine, if you catch the variant at this point, if you're exposed to the virus at this point, the variant virus at this point, the vaccine that you have in your immune system has a better fighting chance of you surviving. And that's all, that's the testimonies that we who have been vaccinated can give. And just, I know several people didn't get it and um, one is a couple are gone. So So. I don't think it's worth getting on a ventilator because to be intubated is not fun because most of the folks don't come off. It's like, Mm -hmm. wow, who'd ever thunk it? Yeah, you'd be living through a pandemic. You know, you read about these pandemics. The last big one, which is similar to this, was the Spanish flu 1818 to 1820, which was acting like I told people, we really Genius. wouldn't be at clear. It, believe me, 2022, you would start really seeing a decline because that's if everybody followed the protocols. So it would run its course. But who knows if 2022 is the target at this point? Well, in D.C.
2: recently, even vaccinated people now have to wear a mask inside.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. It's gone back, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Let's see if um, our, our our governor um, mandates that because every store you go into in Maryland says if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Now, how are you yeah. policing that? You think somebody who is opposed to wearing masks is not vaccinated, going to stop at that store door and be like, yo, I'm not vaccinated. No, just still going in. Yep. I don't even know why they got the signs up.
1: And did y'all see, what is it called? Lollapalooza?
0: Palooza. Oh, my goodness.
1: What in the world? They You can't even see
2: the ground. So sh- I'm shocked. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> We had when we were in the Finger Lakes. We stopped at this dairy. It was a very good dairy, mm-hmm. and they had a table of different cheeses cut <laughs> up, and then you had your toothpick, and you could pick your cheese. And I, I, I couldn't do it. I could not go and get the cheese because people were leaning over the table, all okay. mass, just eating it, and I'm like. I just I'm just gonna have to pass. I'll buy my <laughs> own damn cheese, but
0: I'm not going to go to that table. And I'm you fat. sure
1: did. You went and bought cheese.
0: Yep. I didn't buy no cheese, but I bought pretzels. I didn't eat any. I just ate Tony Leslie's later.
2: So that's you know, that's a good question. I don't and Serenita, you may have asked this before, but what won't you go
0: back and do now? No not ready for open buffet buffets (laughs) i know i'm not with the inside um concerts where it's wall to wall people if i can't go an outside concert i I don't like crowds to start with so you want to put me a hundred thousand people in a stadium somewhere Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) yeah um because i know gabrielle union she's releasing a book her second book and she's doing a book tour and she's coming to D.C. She's coming to the Warner Theater in September. And a friend texted me and asked me, was, you know, did I, was I considering going? Would, you, would I want to go? I was like, ooh, nah. I'm leaning towards no. I just don't know what it's going to be like by the right. time fall rolls around. I have no idea. And, it, you know, Warner Theater is not very big. So, right. nah.
0: Is yeah. she doing a wine pairing with her book?
1: But- <laughs> i don't know but i think the title
2: of her book is
1: do you have something stronger
2: you know what i am cautious about Uh, shaking hands now oh sure like people people when the first person like put their hand out to shake i was like should i shake? should i touch it should i you know do i elbow people you just
0: don't know yeah and if you shake somebody's hand because it's Sometimes it's an automatic, response. right? You, I'm quickly like squirt, squirt, squirt with hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just you got to do it real quick. Um, let's mm-mm, let's get this. Well, see, I, you know, so that shaking hand thing, I didn't. I wasn't really into from the beginning because I remember one of my big so two levels up um, supervisor. He will always sneeze in his hand and just kind of like wipe it on. So he went to shake it. I was like, because mm, you sneeze in your hand. And everybody looked at me. I was like, "Y'all, who cares? That's what he do. I'm not, I'm not shaking his hand. So mm-hmm. can we talk about this Hulu and Power thing for a minute? Why won't Hulu let me sign up? I have not watched Power. Wait. It won't I let you sign up? Okay, so it kept saying when I, you know, went through the whole thing, put my name in, account, went through Amazon, fired, blah, 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 and said it doesn't recognize the card for payment. I'm still buying off of Amazon. My Everything else is still pulling from mm. Amazon. For some reason, I, I don't know what the connection is with Amazon and that Hulu, but it, it's, it's not reading it. What? I was like, God, I could have been halfway finished.
1: That's crazy. Wait, do we to... watch through Hulu or do we watch through Amazon Prime t- uh, video?
2: Amazon Prime.
1: Yeah. So try Prime Video, Glennis. That should work for you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The first yeah. season. Okay. Yeah. Because we were getting into it, guys. We introduced Glennis to power. And now we're ready for her to catch up.
2: Oh, yeah, Kanan... The young man who plays Keenan mm-hmm. is 50's son, son in real life. Get out of here. His son.
0: Wow. Yeah. You, and that. it's so
2: funny because when you first, you're like, he you don't look like 50, but they have a picture of the two of them standing together mm-hmm. on the um, World Wide Web. I was like, yeah, that's that man, son. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, guys, that is a wrap. Thank you so much for joining the Swirl Sweet Podcast and listening to our recap of the Finger Lakes. Be sure to follow all of us on social media. I am Vine Me Up. Leslie is Vino 301. Glenis is Vino Noir. And Tanisha is Girl Meets Glass. The Vine Me Up activity book is still for sale on my website, VineMeUpDC.com. Or you can order straight from Amazon or Barnes & Nobles. Cheers.